Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we are talking about creating themes for your sketchbooks. But before we get onto that, as always, we want to say a huge thank you to a few people. First of all, our latest Kofi supporters. So we have Shelley Marlott, Katie, Claudia and Laurie and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate the support and never more so than right now. Not only does it help us towards the costs of running Kick in the Creatives, which obviously helps us to keep doing what we do, but it also shows that you actually really like what we do. So we do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. So uh, Cheryl Moore did a reproduction of Van Gogh painting. Do you remember, have you seen that one? The one with the self... The self-portrait he did where his ear was kind of covered in a bandage. So she did uh, a reproduction of that. Um, and it was really good, actually. So interesting. I, I had to sort of... I was looking at it for a while. It was um, really clever, actually. So I really enjoyed that one. And also Jewel... Is it Jewel? J-U-U-L. Jewel Mulder has been um, filling the feed with lots of really cool collages. So that's been really good. What about you? What's caught your eye? Um, well, I've got Timothy Witt, who's creating these continuous line drawings on books. Have you seen that? Yes. So they're like um, on the text pages. Yeah, there was one of a girl sniffing a book. I saw that one. And then I've got Claudia Weller, and she's been creating continuous line drawings with watercolours, and they're of different places, and they're just quite quirky. I, I really like yeah. those. Watercolour seems to work really well with those continuous lines. I don't know why. And then Adrian Sutherland, and she's been creating some really great poems. And everybody in the group was saying, wow, God, you're good at poems and photography and drawing. You know, she seems to have the whole package. <laughs> we should just kick her out. <laughs> yeah, I think like we should. Putting us all yeah. to shame. <laughs> yeah. You're on moderation, yeah. Adrian. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, what is new with you? What wowsy things have been happening? Where have you been? Well, we're in the throes of this virus uh, shutdown, aren't we? So it's all a bit odd at the moment, isn't it? And... Um, I suppose while we're all in isolation and until this virus calms down a bit, I think it's going to stay that way. But I think like a lot of other people, I've been doing things that kind of really just needed doing, but I haven't had the time to do. Um, So at the weekend, I completely, this is the exciting part because there's stuff I've done in the house, but the exciting bit was I went into my art studio and I completely gutted it. I pulled everything out of there. I reorganised it all and... um, put it all back in and everything's lovely and clean. I put a lovely big plant in there. Honestly, it was just so great. But it was one of those jobs where I started and about an hour in, I really wished I hadn't because I thought, oh my God, I, I just, I'm in such a mess here. I, I think this is going to take me hours and hours. But um, it was getting... Do you know what? I'm, I'm slightly worried that you call that exciting. <laughs> well, it's because it's my art room. <laughs> so it was getting to the point in there though where everything was so chaotic that I just couldn't think straight it's like you know what they say tidy desk tidy mind and I know a lot of artists are the complete opposite where they love being surrounded in mess and it's inspiring to them well I'm the total opposite of that I I have to everything around me has to be non-distracting and I just need to focus on what I'm doing and I get distracted very easily by lots of mess so um I suppose it could be mild case of OCD in that way I don't know but yeah, it took me uh, all day, the whole day to do it. And I, I kind of moved from my drawing table because normally everything was along one wall. I had my painting station, my drawing station. But then I moved it and sort of put it under the windows at the far end. And yeah, the light's better there. And it actually looks really nice now, lovely and airy. So I was so chuffed when I did it. I thought, oh, now I feel really good. So yeah, it's lovely working in there at the moment. But honestly, that is it that's the only thing that's new with me because <laughs> I haven't been anywhere or seen anyone so what about you anything more exciting than that um well my, my room is the complete opposite 
it looks an absolute tip because as well as my usual art mess and basically you know i made an art hick sunday the other yes. day um anyone well, who wants to know what that is who, who's just joined us there are videos that we do on youtube every sunday art kick sunday videos well, the watercolours and everything are still out on right. the desk because I haven't got around to putting them away because I'm quite bad like uh-huh. that. But my office is even worse than usual because we were planning to have some uh, internal doors fitted in our house. Yeah. And so they came and obviously we, we had someone booked to do that, <laughs> of course. And we're rubbish at DIY. So, of course, they couldn't come. So we now have loads of internal doors resting on the side in my room. And then I think I told you I went a little bit Armageddon, didn't I? <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> yeah, and and I decided that we were having real trouble getting milk. I don't know if I mentioned this. Yes, yeah, really weird that there seemed to be a, a shortage of milk up your end, and our end we're loaded with it. Yeah, and so I went on this office supply shop. Did I tell anybody this? I don't think so. Time? No, no. So yeah, I went on this office supply shop, and I thought I'm going to order plenty of milk on here. UHT, that'll do for now. So. It didn't. They didn't actually have it at the time. They said it was on back order. So now, when we can get milk, what arrived? But thirty-six liters <laughs> of U- UHT milk. <laughs> oh God! I oh, know. So we have a lot of milk to drink, now. and it's a horrible and it's funny stuff as well. UHT is really manky, isn't it? Yeah, but, but the funny thing was, when mum and dad they uh, rang yesterday. This is totally not our related, but they rang yesterday. And I said, did you manage to get everything on your grocery delivery? And they go, yeah, but we couldn't get any um, UHT milk. And I'm going, how many would you I've like? I've got 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But then you could always yeah. draw on the empty cartons, I suppose. You, oh, that is uh, true. You know, I saw one person, I've loved this guy for so long, and I actually, he did agree to come on our podcast, but um, we just, I, we've still got to get back to him on this because... Um, for, I can't exactly remember what happened with the dates weren't right or what, but Chris Riddell, he is, I am such a fan of his. And he was um, doing drawings, which I saw on his Twitter feed, I think it was, on um, empty toilet roll tubes. And oh, he was right. making, and he was using like white ink and dark ink. And he was making the, and they almost looked really decorative. And he was putting them on the shelf and they looked really cool. So, yeah. That was a cool idea. See if you can get toilet roll, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. But, yeah. But um, apart from that, I've, I've hardly done any art. It's really odd because, you know, I was doing that 60-day, you know, the fine art style. And it's almost like I'm having a bit of a break since that. I did the Art Kick Sunday drawing, yeah. but I haven't done hardly any drawing. And I need to yeah. because it does chill me out. But I've gone really weird. I've started baking. Oh, Tara, I, I cannot know. believe it. It's <laughs> you. I know. It's so <laughs> odd. You don't even like cooking dinners. I don't. I, I don't, not that I don't like cooking dinner. I'm indifferent to cooking. I don't mind yeah. cooking. It's just like something you've got to do, isn't it? I don't it's love it. It's a chore, it. isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and I don't mind if you've got loads of time and you're not, you know, it's not like, because we tend to eat late because usually my other half gets back a you know, not till half six or something. So by the time mm. I've cooked and stuff, it's late. But yeah, so re- yeah, very odd. I've been baking. And how's it been going? Well, I don't know if you call it baking, really. I've made flatbreads, I've made crumble, and I've made two lots of banana bread so far. And it all turned out well? Yep, all turned out fine. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's good. Because yeah. it's a real skill actually, baking. <clears throat> it's supposed yeah. to either have it or you don't have it. Yeah, I wouldn't actually say I have it, but, you know, it, was, it tasted pretty good. <laughs> if you can do a Victoria sponge, then you can do anything. No, I haven't, haven't tackled that yet. No, they're really hard to make. I've never managed to make one that isn't more like two sort of cookies, one on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're awful, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, it's weird, isn't it? And, and um, it's funny because, yes, because I have been drawing every day, um, but I actually, well, I was talking, actually, before we aired, we started recording, we were chatting just briefly, weren't we? Well, not briefly, actually, no, for about an hour. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always takes about an hour to finally get onto the episode. And um, uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, I, I am sort of, I've got three heads, I've got my felicity fizz head which is a character i've been drawing recently just sticking her on instagram just she's doing something daily every day and it's really a bit of like relief from from all of the virus stuff going on around us and i think she's doing quite a good job of entertaining the troops i think yeah. <laughs> and then of course i really want um to uh 
carry on sort of illustrating floss for our book that we wrote but of course then there's this other big part of my art life which is of course my paintings and um you know I've been meaning to to start a painting for a while but for some reason I've been thinking well you know I can't do everything even with all this time perhaps I just need to focus on getting this floss done before I worry too much about going to do something like that I don't know but I think I'm just going to say you know I'm going to have a month or so off um not off but just a month or so just not worrying about starting a painting get on with this stuff I'm doing at the minute and then go back to it because you can't fit anything in and actually yesterday I was listening to a podcast um the your creative push podcast with mike young or youngman brown he's known as as well and um i can't remember which episode i was listening to it must be a recent one though because he was saying which i really relate to he was saying that a lot of people have been sort of saying they've got all of this extra time and now they're feeling incredibly guilty because they feel they're not actually utilizing it to get um creative work done which was really interesting because you kind of everyone's like oh I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna spend more time drawing I'm gonna do this every day and that every day but actually it doesn't always work like that does it no I I get that actually because I've gone into a bit of oh I've got to get some got to get some work in yeah I guess because I I then you know I don't know if my partner's gonna get put on furlough or whatever, mm. you know, or whatever so you then think oh, they're trying to get some work and yeah whereas you normally just think ah you know you see, can take work if you've got it but then yeah. you do yeah see I think one of your priorities should be to get a, an online shop up and running with all of your sketches up on there yeah I should do that I think that because that's something that is an investment of your time Yes, and, and then and just keep marketing those as well. That's something. I mean, that's something that is time consuming, and it's time that you've got now that you wouldn't. It's not necessarily art time where you're putting, you're drawing, but you're using that time then to do something yeah, with what myself. you've got. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and that would be more what I want rather than what yes. I'm trying to do. Getting work I don't want mm. really. Mm. Yeah, and what was I was going to say this. Um, oh, now I've lost my thread. <laughs> oh that's our age isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh I was gonna say something there. oh carry on carry on I can't remember I'll think of it later okay okay well I suppose we ought to get on to today's actual topic shouldn't we yeah, I mean I don't know how long idea. we've been waffling already yeah so we're talking today about creating themes for your sketchbooks and um you know by having a theme it can prevent that feeling of not knowing what you're going to draw which I think is often a barrier for a lot of people isn't it you know they kind of don't start because they're like oh I don't know what to draw so they don't yeah, well it, it, it takes 30 minutes to think what to draw yeah then, yeah 10 minutes to draw it exactly oh well yeah. it takes you 10 minutes to draw it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know if you've got a particular theme going on in your sketchbook then that straight away cuts down on the things that you've got to choose from and, and of course that means you can get on with it a lot quicker but you don't have to, because you might be thinking, yeah, but if I have a theme in my sketchbook, then I've got to do the same sort of thing every day. But you don't have to have just the one theme. You could have several sketchbooks on the go, each with a different theme. So you might have one for doodles. You might have one for landscapes. Um, you might have one for portraits, for cartoons, challenges and whatever. And then all you need to do is just pick up the sketchbook that you fancy drawing in the most. But straight away, because you've got a visual clue in front of you or maybe five or six visual clues in front of you, you think oh yeah I'll do a landscape today um or whatever so so that's that's the thought behind it yeah and we're going to give you a few sort of ideas of maybe what your themes could be because they don't have to be just like you said you know a specific subject necessarily do they don't have to be portraits no. so you could have a sketchbook that is completely full of collage and um, once you've given it that theme, you know exactly what it's going to be in there. And you'll probably notice things more as well. It's like that, you know, when you decide you're going to buy a new car. Yeah. And then it, a certain type, then you notice all the cars of that type, don't you? Yeah. So once you decide, I am doing collage, you will then start noticing, oh, that, that bit of uh, paper bag would be really good to go on in my collage book. You'll start, you know, picking things and knowing that you could use them. Um, or you could have a theme which is purely experimentation rather than a specific topic. So that could mean that that sketchbook 
all preciousness goes out the window. You could still have another one, another sketchbook where it's the more precise word that you do, but this one could be, uh, no worry, I'm going to try things out. Or you could have a sketchbook, I guess this is a bit like experimentation, but one where you use unusual tools or materials. Perhaps you paint with tea or you use beetroot juice or food colourings. I mean, that stuff would be quite good at the moment when you can't necessarily get hold of supplies that easy. And you did a video, didn't you, where you used twigs and a feather? To paint with it? Yeah, I, I was going to say actually, this is so you because this is something I would never normally do. <laughs> There's no way that that would have been my idea. But yes, I did. I And I did it for an Art Kick Sunday video actually, where um, we were sort of doing a video, weren't we, on, on using unusual materials. And I went down the woods with the dog and I picked up, um, I think it was a feather, a twig, and a pine cone. And I think it was just like the end of a piece of tree as well, like um, one of those fir trees. So it looked almost like a brush. So, and then I made a, um, a sketch out of those tools. It was quite fun. It's not something I would do on a daily basis, but, <laughs> but it was quite fun to try. And it did I, prove that you don't have to have all the, you know, usual stuff to make art. And I really liked stuff like when you rolled that pine cone, you got a really nice effect, didn't you? Mm. Just not not something that you would be able to do easily with a brush you know it just wouldn't come out like that would it no and actually it did give me the idea because obviously in my you know on my drawing table I've got all the usual stuff I've got the pens and the paint the pencils and my neo two art um whatever they call pastels that you sent me I've got those have you tried them yet not yet not yet they are they are on the top of my desk ready to try okay. but yes um I've got all all of my normal stuff and I did think what I ought to have really is a little basket in there somewhere of um just some unusual things like pine cones and stuff because there are some things where actually making a mark you, is actually easier using something that isn't specifically to make art <laughs> you know like a pine cone you might find some fun textural stuff if you've got a little box of stuff yeah it's quite a good idea to do that yeah and I think the lack I actually quite like having a lack of control sometimes over mm. um not my oh. bladder not my bladder a lack of control over you know where you put something because you get yeah. something unusual happen then you know um sort of going off to well not going off topic but sort of going off to you know last, was it last time we made the podcast episode where i was asking people about the flexible kind of nibs oh yes did you get yeah. any answers come to you i don't i know actually no no i don't think i did actually i don't think many no. people sort of know of any particular nib that is flexible no. but anyway as it happened um only the other day, I was using the smallest nib for my dip pen. Yeah. Basically, to anyone who didn't hear that episode, I was basically saying, I'm I'm falling in love my, with my dip pen. The only thing is, I was hoping it would be a bit more flexible and a bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Smooth? No, no, no. no. Uh, unpredictable. Oh, right. Okay. So that you every now and then you've got a bit of an imp ink blot or yeah real flexible lines anyway i've realized that the smallest nib of all is actually really quite flexible and funny enough although the middle size nib it's about five or six sizes actually but the sort of medium size nib most of them you can sort of um you can go up and down and it's smooth but the little one you can go down but you can't go up it's really scratchy and I was doing uh, I was doing a Felicity Fizz the other day and I was using this particular nib because I was doing a bit of hatching and I thought, oh, I'll use that to do this as well. Just another bit of, I think I was doing her in the garden. And all of a sudden this nib just, um, it scratched and then it flicked ink absolutely everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I was cursing it. I was thinking, oh my, why did I want that to happen? <laughs> as it happened, I did use it and it, it did work all right because it was in a garden. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I finally found my flexible knit. I had it all the time. I just didn't realise. And realize. You, now you don't really want it. No, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, that might be a bonkers idea for you. Personally, it's not for me, really. But um, yeah, you might like that kind of thing. I like the idea of creating a food journal. So you could illustrate your recipes by drawing all of your ingredients, take a snapshot of the finished meal so it doesn't go cold, obviously, and then draw that. And I've seen that done before, and I think it might have even been 
Kosha Kuna who does yeah, it or used she does to do a lot it. Of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great because it makes a really fun page. And again, it kind of narrows down what you're doing and it cuts down the time when you're faffing about trying to think of something to draw. So, you know, next when you're sort of working out what you're going to do for dinner, you think, oh, I'll draw those today. And it's quite a nice little find for for someone later on, isn't it? In a few years' time, they go up in your loft and they're like, oh, look, you know, mum or what I had nan used to, used to cook <laughs> this and she used to draw it. And yeah, I think that's quite yeah. fun. There is actually a website, I was, I was going to try and search it, but I'll never find it quick mm. enough, where people do post up stuff like that, and it's all about food. If you search something like food, drawings of food recipes, yeah, I bet you'll find it. I mean, it's totally dedicated to that, and people submit their drawn recipes. Really nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me at all. but No. Um, well, you might, you might, it might now you're into baking. You could do a baking oh, recipe book. No. You could draw your flour and your bowl and your wooden spoon. I'm not necessarily enjoying baking. <laughs> it, it's more a case of it's now, I've gone in that thing, it's the Armageddon mode again. <laughs> where, where you think, I cannot waste any food. Oh, yeah. But yeah. all it does is makes you get really fat because, like, we've had <laughs> twice now bananas that have gone overripe. So it's like, Oh, they're great to use in banana bread, though. Exactly. Yeah. But then, it's funny, yeah, we've got vegetables that we're like, oh, they're, they're getting to that bendy stage. So I've been, <laughs> making, I've been making vegetable soup. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I've made soup, too. Yeah. Yeah. How sad are we? <laughs> oh, just sensible. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this is terrible as well. Totally non-food, non-what's-it related. But I've also looked up how to freeze everything. So just ask me any trivia question on how to freeze it and I'll probably know the answer. Okay, I will remember that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing you could try is having a random word sketchbook. Now there are websites, if you go and search for a random word website, there's tons of them out there. And so all you do is go and say, give me a random word and it, you know, it tells you something. Then it's almost like a prompt, like you get with creative challenges. And of course, that's another way to go as well. Join a creative challenge with a prompt every day. But that means that you're not stuck for ideas. And the good thing about a word or a prompt is it's not like, say, unless it is very, very specific, but otherwise you can interpret it in lots of different ways, can't you? It's not too, too narrow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You could also have an art journal. So this is where every day or maybe every week, it doesn't have to be every day, but you illustrate what you've been up to. But of course, it's funny because, um, you know, that can be a bit more time consuming. But then again, just as we've all got more time, none of us are doing anything (laughs) to journal about. (laughs) So I thought of another idea, which is to create an I wish journal. And this is a journal where basically you create a life that doesn't actually even exist. So it's almost giving you an opportunity to, to kind of make up a story in a way. So while you're cooped up in isolation, you could illustrate the day that you wish you had rather than the day you actually had. And you could fill it with like fake characters that might even be based on the people you know around you. And that could be really good fun. And, um, you know, although on a much smaller scale, I've kind of been doing that a bit with the character I created, Felicity Fizz. So every day I'll, I'll kind of draw her doing something bonkers like, I don't know, naked gardening, for instance, or recently she was drinking a yard of Prosecco because she didn't have any ale. <laughs> and although I haven't been illustrating her entire days, I've been drawing her every day in some kind of scenario. And that's been really uplifting while none of us are allowed to sort of socialise as we normally would. and. You know, I found that having some kind of storyline actually helps. So kind of, I, I kind of already know the things that are coming up for her, certainly in the near future, but it gets the imagination working, which is really good fun. But I mean, obviously, an art journal is slightly different. You're, it's almost like a diary, isn't it, of what you did that day or what you did maybe that week. So you could, you know, you could, I don't know, imagine all sorts of things, all sorts of scenarios and illustrate it. And, and you can... You can be a bad guy or you can do things that you would never normally do. Like, I don't know, I don't know, it could be anything, but it's quite a fun way of getting your imagination going, I think. So that's an idea. Do you ever have trouble coming up with an idea of Felicity Fizz? Um, yes, yeah, sometimes, because, only because of the isolation, because I decided, stupidly, <laughs> that 
if we're in isolation, well, then so she. And of course, there's only so much a person could do when they're indoors, which is why she went naked gardening. <laughs> and then she had a dream. I did hear that she had a dream that she'd gone to Amsterdam <laughs> with yeah, her and friends. And I was so. slightly worried about this because we were planning to go to Amsterdam, weren't we? <laughs> and of course, I had her, you know, going into coffee shops and, you know, doing and naughty things naughty things <laughs> which is funny because obviously i'd never do such a thing <laughs> i really wouldn't and i mean yeah i could do it through her it's, it's great it's great fun you know and um that's my point um but yeah it does make you think more it does make you have to come up with more interesting ideas and I like it's i picked up on something you said earlier actually but you were carrying on before i could get a word in oh. <laughs> which is unusual <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> so normally the other way around and uh you said about um uh it makes you notice things around you oh yes yeah and and i think that's the thing about things like this you do notice a lot more th- things going on around you when you are looking for ideas for things do you know what i mean yeah you do it's like I mean, Sorry, keep going. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, no, no, not at all. I was, I was watching something. I love. Do you, have you ever watched Death in Paradise? No, I love that. It's great. It's a real sort of funny murder mystery thing, and I quite like it. It's quite uplifting. And and I was just happened to be watching it last night, and it's funny because I was really noticing everything that was going on, and and I was really noticing. Um, just stuff like I don't know they had a piano and they had a bookshelf and and all these things that maybe she could be doing while she's indoors and all this do you know what I mean it kind of like comes it's because I've got something on the go creatively that I start it starts making me notice things around me a lot more than maybe I might otherwise you know I think that's why they say isn't it artists do see life in a different way yeah I mean I I did that um cartoon you know those post-it cartoons for the 100 day thing yeah and some days you really struggle but then all you do is you put that struggle into the cartoon so you know so one day felicity not, not saying felicity fears does no, no, this no. but what one day felicity fears can't think of anything to do because actually you can't think of anything mm. to do i mean that'd be really boring but you know what i mean <laughs> well i did do one like that but she was doing a headstand at the time <laughs> yeah. and her boobs were falling out of her top nearly so yeah <laughs> i kind of put a spin on it yeah but it, but it's that sort of thing isn't it and i, I yeah. always find that a listening to podcast yeah. give me weird ideas as well mm. yeah Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like this one. (laughs) Yeah. Very weird. So you could create a character sketchbook. And I watched this really interesting course on Domestica. And I can't remember what the guy's name was. But basically, it's all about character design. And he was cutting up really basic shapes. So ovals, squares, triangles, and like sort of curved sausage shapes. And, you know, several of those. Don't laugh. (laughs) And um, he was then playing with the shapes to make the start of a character silhouette. But, But it was mainly faces he was doing. So... And I thought it was really clever because you would come up with shapes of faces that you would never, ever thought of. Um, And it is a bit something like I was doing in my current sketchbook. So what I was doing was just drawing a kind of, when I say a random shape, it was kind of a head shape, but it was just, I wasn't really thinking about how it was going to be. So I'd draw this shape and then I'd make it into the face of a character. And then I'd decide just by looking at it, and this I think was, you suggesting this slightly to me do you remember right what was well, that well you 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 were suggesting that once i've drawn a character you could then i could then think what they were doing oh yes or, yes that's right but, but i sort of took it sort of even from further back so i would start doing this face shape and then i think oh that character could be maybe it's a woman wearing a hat or something like that yeah or for example one i drew this funny face shape and i thought oh, it could be an old man maybe and so I made this old man and then you start to think of a scenario that this old man could be in. So then I drew this like little octopus on his head like you do. Um, and uh, I drew him in a little street scene with a zebra crossing and an old woman across the road. And, it, and then as well as that, you can add little slogans. So you've almost got this intuitive sketchbook that's come from nothing. You've just started drawing a shape, see what it looks like. It doesn't have to be faces like me. So then mine becomes this man with an octopus on his head. And I think, oh, maybe it's a toupee. It's an octopus toupee. 
like you do. So I then came up with a little line that goes with that saying Bob's toupee wasn't fooling anyone. So you make a little funny out of what you've created. And it doesn't even have to be funny. It could be, you know, a nice nice phrase or something, but just something to hide, uh, hold it all together. So the whole sketchbook is all intuitive. Yeah, I mean, I love your little anecdotes that you add to your doodles I, on your drawings. I love those. You do that quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, not always. I, but, I prefer them if they're funny. Yeah, but they are. I really love it when you do that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, you could also create a sketchbook full of random cut or torn paper and squiggles and ink blots, and I've done this before in the past. Um, then each day you go in and you make something using that as a starting point. So say you had a few little blocks of paper cut out, maybe they're buildings or trees or something like that. Uh, we actually did a video on this, didn't we, on our YouTube channel? Yes, we did. And, uh, <laughs> I remember yeah, that. Uh, yours was quite funny, actually, wasn't it? What mine, involved, mine involved some sort of sausage shape, I think. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check, check that one out if you want to <laughs> see what we're talking about. Basically, basically, you take a black pen and draw over the, the uh, cut-out bits of paper. It's quite a fun little exercise. <laughs> so another idea, a more normal idea that normal people have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is to have a poetry book where you might want to write a poem um, and then illustrate it. So I know that a lot of our listeners love poetry and sometimes, you know, you might just feel like writing more than drawing. But then again, you know, once you've written your poem, that might inspire you to draw something around that. So sketchbooks don't necessarily have to be full of only drawings. You can fill them with little anecdotes like you do, little jokes or maybe things you overhear, um, anything that makes it a bit more interesting. And again, you know, you might or might not want to make a drawing around that. I mean, even if you've got someone else in the house as well, you might have you know, your partner or your kids and, and one of you likes writing poems, one of you likes drawing. So you could combine it, couldn't you? Yeah, which is what some people do in our group. Some people write yeah. poems and other people say, oh, I've drawn this around your poem, you know, which is, is really nice Great idea. idea. Mm. You could also have a sketchbook that, and the theme is based on memories. So you could have maybe bits of old greeting cards or little notes you've written or collected from the past. <laughs> Me and Kevin, when we were when we'd going out for like a year or, or so or whatever, and we still both lived at home, when when we'd leave or whatever, like say the other one wasn't there for some reason, we'd just leave a, a little. They weren't really love notes. They were just, you know, I'll see you next week. You know, love you, little, you know, little heart and stupid drawing on there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> really silly. Um, but you, you know, something like that, you could actually put in a book and make it more of a keepsake, couldn't you? By oh, by yeah. using. I love things like that. In fact, we've been doing our loft out recently and I found I've always kept all letters and little notes like that and cards. And I found, um, funny enough, I found a couple of drawings I'd, I'd done when um, Paul and I had first met. And it oh, was really yeah. funny. And oddly enough, they were cartoons. Can you believe that? Oh, really? How weird. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. you never drew cartoons, really. When I was much, much younger, yeah, in my sort of early 20s, yeah. I, that's... I didn't really sort of do any... I didn't really draw much at all, but when I did, it was usually sort of just silly little cartoons. Yeah. But now, but I always kept them, and it was really funny looking back at them. Yeah. Well, I had someone in our group, I thought she's doing something that's really nice. She's taken some of her late mother's drawings and paintings, and she's adding to them. So she's almost doing a little collaboration. Her, you know, her mother has, has gone, but... Yeah, she's it's it's part of her part of her mum, which is is quite nice. Oh, that's really nice. Um, you could also create a daily exercise book. So, and when I mean exercise, I mean we're allowed here. We're allowed out once a day to exercise. So maybe when you go on your daily walk, it's a bit like your journaling thing you were talking about before. Um, go on your daily walk and you run and take photos a reference of different things on your walk or your run that you then come back and you could either print out the photos stick them down and then do little drawings around it and notes and stuff like that or, or just draw them I mean I was going to say ideally just draw it while you're out but of course I'm not sure that's allowed is it because you'd no. be yeah that's a good that idea I mean you're not actually hurting anyone if there's no one around but I still don't think it's no it'd be no. frowned on I think 
on that note, you could have a while you are waiting sketchbook, which you could use on your lunch breaks, um, on your commute when you get back to work, obviously, or when you're queuing up or in a waiting room. So obviously this would need to be a fairly small book. So you always have it handy in your pocket or your bag. And the thing about queues at the moment is that you've got plenty of time to draw people because they can't come anywhere near you, can they, to see what you're doing either? <laughs> True. <laughs> that is one, one positive, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I was queuing outside Tesco the other day and, and everyone's sort of two metres meters apart. And, um, you know, that would have been actually the ideal time to just draw people because, like I say, they, they can't actually walk over and, and ask to see it or anything. And as far as they know, you could just be writing your shopping list. So that's a good idea. So a sketchbook doesn't have to represent real things either. You could have one for patterns and abstracts so you know we've been talking so far about things i guess a bit more realistic or cartoons but it doesn't have to be so you know you could um create an abstract that you'd like to have as your wallpaper or you know as a piece of clothing or something like that um and talking about sort of wallpaper you could also have fabrics so take little swatches of old fabrics if you're sort of into that sort of thing stick them down and you could use those to inspire a drawing so think what would you like that fabric to be on? Maybe it's a dog coat, so you draw a dog dressed in a coat using that fabric or something like that. Or the fabric could actually become part of the drawing, so maybe you cut it in the shape of a dress or something like that. Now, you thought this was hilarious that I'd written this down. but I did. You could have a sketchbook of pressed flowers and leaves. You just and don't strike me as a pressed flowers <laughs> and leaves kind of gal. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I did have a flower press. I know. And it was a little wooden flower press, so you had little wing nuts to press the thing down. And I, th I think then I used to stick them on paper. I'm not, I'm not, I can't really remember. Make cards or something. I can't remember. Do you know, I think I had one of those. Did you? I think it, it's just really triggered a memory that has. Was it kind of wooden? Yes. And then you've got Square. like a screen. Yeah. And in, in, in the middle, you put your flowers in the middle and then you, you twist the yeah. little things and then it I think I had one or, or if I didn't my sister da did I that's really brought back a memory I really think I might have had one well there you go you see yeah you were as bad as me I used but to make art out of dried flowers believe it or not I did years you? ago and this was in my 20s I used to make little compositions out of dried flowers not pressed flowers yeah but yeah but you're more flowery than me aren't you you're more girly I wouldn't say I was necessarily flowery <laughs> <laughs> girly you're more girly than I am yeah, I, I guess if we were if we came in colours, I'd be pink and you'd be purple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like purple. Yeah, yeah I, I can run with that. Yeah. So, uh, have you finished? Yes, you have. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. No. Sorry, no. sorry, sorry. <laughs> you could also use things that you find around you, not you know like plants, but say for example, do you remember the cards? I think I showed you once where they were using pencil sharpenings as oh, little yeah. skirts. Yes. Well, I can only think they must have started as a sketchbook thing. Can you imagine if you just took things like that or just things you found around the home and made those into little pictures so you drew around them? I mean, yeah. that'd be quite a nice little sketchbook sort of found with drawing yeah. it, as mm. a theme. Um, something I've started doing as well is if you're trying to think of a theme or things to do within a sketchbook, I've started going finding bits of art I like so sort of sketchbooky type stuff yeah and I put it in a dock and I put what I like about it so for example there was one that had the person had obviously made textures and then cut those textures into little characters clothing yeah so I've just put that picture in and I've just put below it try creating textures and using them as clothes so I could have a whole sketchbook based on that and the same with the next thing, you know, I go another one, maybe someone's used sort of uh, wax crayons or something to create a texture or use a wax resist so I could create a whole sketchbook based on that. Just not actually copying what they've done, but just taking that as a theme. Yeah, yeah. So you could get the whole family involved and have a joint family sketchbook. So this is when anyone who happens to feel like drawing just picks up the book and has a go. And imagine what a treasure that would be in time. It doesn't really matter either if anyone, you know, is can draw really well and then somebody else can't. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about kind of creating a keepsake for later on. And I think that's a really cool idea. 
Um, but, you know, once you've got your theme sketchbook or your books, you could get really creative and create a fun cover for it. Well, obviously, this was my idea and not yours because you hate that idea, don't I do you? I hate that, yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. If you had all these different books with... Um, you know, different covers on and it just sort of gives you a clue as to what's inside. I really like that idea. And then that kind of makes them look a lot more inviting to pick up and also a lot more fun to look at on your bookshelf. And there are loads of ways you can do that, but um, that's that's an entirely another episode or maybe a video at some point. But I'm sure on YouTube there'll be lots of videos on covering sketchbooks. But Freeze a, a label and then say book one. There you go. Sorted. <laughs> On a final note, though, you don't have to have a theme at all. Just a sketchbook full of random stuff, which can be really interesting to flick through, simply because it is so random. I mean, most of my sketchbooks, to be honest, are like that. And some of them, you know, if you flick through them, you wouldn't even believe that all of the pages were drawn by a single artist because there are so many different approaches and styles in there because, you know, it's it's somewhere to experiment, isn't it? But the main thing is just make the most of this extra time that some of us have right now, whether it's welcome or not, and just try and have some fun and this is just our way of you know helping you get past that initial what shall I draw and maybe get a few sketchbooks on the go because actually this year you might be able to finish them all you never know I'm just thinking actually going back and I know you just rounded that up really nicely and now I'm gonna mess it up <laughs> but, but there's a couple of things I wanted to say on that but you didn't let me get a word in uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But for one thing, I've seen some really amazing drawings where some young children and adults have combined and they just look absolutely amazing. So a young child, they've maybe picked a theme, the young child has drawn it and then the adult's gone into it and it absolutely looks fantastic. Oh. But then also what you were just saying about you've got all this random stuff in your sketchbook, what you could do is go into a sketchbook uh, and um, just at the top of each page write what you're going to do yeah before doing it so so what i mean is you could literally go through the whole of the sketchbook and put this one draw with charcoal draw a face with charcoal next page so then you open it you know exactly what you're doing yeah yeah such a good idea you like you say well you could just flick through the random page and choose a page which appeals as well couldn't you yeah yeah sorry messed up that beautiful ending but now we've got we've got the answers to our previous question and that was what creative things will you be doing during isolation and i think oh i've got the first one actually i've got colin pigeon and she's he says basically trying to encourage people to do we challenges just like you guys do but in a way that shows our neighbors what we're we're up to and tries to keep people engaged and motivated is colin scottish well i think he must be with the old we yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm guessing, or maybe originally from Scotland, if not yeah. now. Oh. But he's doing loads, like before this thing all kicked off, he was doing a um, a project where he was getting people to do graffiti, but in a legal way. So where there was areas that people were given permission to be painted, he was getting kids and adults in the area to paint on these walls, wasn't he? But That's now such a nice idea, yeah. He's trying now to do things online to cheer people up as well. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So I've got Angie Safford. I'm finding all sorts of creative fun here on Instagram and making a ton of collages and paintings. I'm enjoying the abstract stuff. I've got Sandra Ridgewell and she says, my art group just received funding for in-person workshops. So now we're going online. Lots of new things to learn. How fantastic. Carol Whitmore, she says, I'm doing the virtual art lessons for our remote teaching of kindergarten. My main concern is that the majority of our students do not have supplies at home to do it with. I mean, like nothing. So I'm determined and sad at the same time. Have to think creatively about it all. Well, this maybe you should refer back to... um, uh, what we said earlier about drawing with unusual materials i mean that might be a, a really good idea for an art lesson uh, you know find things around you in the garden um and and in the kitchen to be able to create art with and actually that might be quite a good way of um in in igniting their imagination perhaps what do you think tara yeah well she's actually we've actually posted it in the group and she's mm. had loads of suggestions so yeah yeah, we put a we put a post up, and I think she's probably got 
ideas coming out of her ears yeah drawing drawing just with a twig and i don't know yeah like you said beetroot juice mind you maybe not beetroot (laughs) stained carpets and all sorts but yeah there's no end of things and it's actually maybe that's something that they would never have thought of doing so yeah. yeah then i've got alan green he said did an online live drawing class and a couple of virtual pub quizzes more than anything else though i enjoyed the additional time just to sit there and draw And I've got Ben King trying to get back into a prompt list. I haven't stopped creative work, but have missed the community here. Oh, (laughs) and I've got Nia Edmonds and she says, I'm working on small items, little paintings and heart boxes. And they look really nice, the heart boxes. I saw those the other day. Yeah. And I've got Margaret Gray. I'm just trying to stay consistent on the various challenges and do a couple of small projects for people. I've got Mary Flynn and she says, painting, drawing and learning tarot. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be scared. Yeah. Finally, illustrated mix. I think most of my creations will revolve around turning the house into a classroom to cover whatever their teachers set. Thank goodness it's it's the Easter jollies. I can have a little break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do feel for these parents because obviously I'm past that stage now. It's my kids, well, my daughter has got kids and she's the one teaching them so yeah i oh gosh can you imagine well my next one over actually um i texted her the other day and she said i said yeah you doing all right she said yeah she says trying to homeschool the kids i feel so stupid (laughs) you know because that's it yeah because they teach things in a completely different way now and a much more difficult way i think i do too i mean i looked at the way they teach maths oh it's bizarre i used to be be quite good at maths and it's Mm. like what don't get it well my um husband paul he is really good at maths i'm not i'm i'm more english sort of orientated but he's very good at maths and i always remember when charlie was doing his homework he was about nine or ten and he had to do this maths homework and and Paul was always the one, te- you know, helping him because he was the maths whiz. And, and I remember him saying, why are they teaching you to do this like that? There is a much, much more simple way around this. And he, he just used to teach Charlie a really simple way. But then yeah. Charlie used to say to him, but the thing is, we've got to know the hard way. No. But to me, I just think, why? What is the point? You know, learn yeah. the easy way. Why do you need to learn the, the most difficult way possible to get to the same number? No. And, and that that's a head scratcher. I don't really understand that but anyway it's just how things are now isn't it but yeah yeah, yeah. anyway so oh, got a new this question is, this, which you've got yes i have <laughs> sorry i was like yeah okay yes sorry the new question what positive things so far have come from the isolation period for you so what positive things so far have come from the isolation period for you because it's all very easy isn't it to home in on the kind of negative stuff what's going on at the moment so we want to hear the positive stuff so how about you well i'm still mopping up work at the moment that's um, just the dregs of what we've got left while we can still get materials but uh yeah more drawing time obviously um which is nice and just a slower pace i suppose yeah. you know everything we're always so oh god you've got to get this done by then and that done by then and oh by 12 o'clock i need to have done this and it's kind of nice to just yeah slow the pace a bit and i think that'll be good for everybody really in the long yeah. run what about you um lots of banana bread and <laughs> yoga me and oh kevin. yoga are you doing yoga me and kevin's the only one done it for two nights now we started doing oh, it's yoga a killer, isn't it well we've only been doing really easy stuff we've just done a 10 minute one and a 15 minute one and yeah. um yeah we've just been doing that in front of the telly at night and uh yeah but the, what i found really good because i've been feeling i've i've been struggling to focus on anything Mm. and feeling quite uptight and that is that has been quite good actually it does actually really make you feel a lot better do you know a lot of people will be trying some different things won't they i mean i don't know if i told you this or not but about a week or two ago i went for a run (gasps) no i did i got my trainers on yeah or my sneakers for our american listeners i got my trainers on and my um my tracksuit bottoms and yeah. i thought i'm gonna jog around the woods this morning yeah with a yeah. dog 
Yeah, with a dog. Yeah. And I did. And I, I have not done it since. <laughs> <laughs> the novelty very quickly yeah. wore out after about seven minutes. I was like, oh, who who likes running? Actually, but I, I'll tell you what it actually was. I um I I did really think I get these I don't know about you, but you suddenly have a thing, don't you? You're like, right, I'm gonna do this, and you yeah. get right into it. And I was having one of those days, and normally if that happens, you know, I can really get into something. But I think I can't exactly remember what. I think the next day I wasn't very well. Not not a virus related not yeah. well but I wasn't feeling great so I didn't go on a run and then of course if you don't it's like ah uh. <laughs> yeah but I would love to be that person who does that because uh, one thing I will say about this whole thing is it's very easy not to move yeah and we Ke- as artists you don't move a lot anyway so yeah Kevin my other half he's been brilliant he's been doing some rowing on our rowing machine yeah He's been doing the plank and he was something Ugh. else he does, which I can't remember what it is, but he's been so dedicated. It's yeah. unbelievable. And now he's doing yoga with me. Well, we've got a, tra- a cross trainer um, down so in the bottom. Boring, isn't it? So it is boring. And that's the thing. Yeah. There's, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> it's yeah. just so, it is so boring, but it is a really, really good cross trainer. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh. Yeah. So I thought I'd rather go for a run, but we'll see yeah. anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it again. Watch this space. So as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creators or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I suggest you do. Uh, we will put the question up there on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram, which is also called Kicking the Creatives. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickingthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And, of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a five-star rating. You always tell me off for not saying five-star, <laughs> yeah. so I have. Five-star rating. <laughs> If you don't have much time. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and subscribe to those videos. We make a new video every Sunday, which we call Art Kick Sundays. They're fairly light-hearted, but they also are informative as well. So if you want to chuckle, check them out. And don't forget, if you enjoy what we do and you would like to help support us here at Kicking the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website. And we are so grateful for anyone who does that. Um, Just really grateful that it shows you you like what we're doing and you want us to continue doing it. So thank you. I think that's it, isn't it? It is. Oh my gosh. Was that a long one? My gosh. No, not too bad. (laughs) Oh, really? Wow. I think it was the hour we were speaking before we even yeah. pressed the record button. We haven't uh, said goodbye yet. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yes, yes. See you next time. See ya, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. we've got an absolute disaster what's that then we haven't got an outtake yeah but we always make mess ups come on are we, are we just getting too professional i think we're getting too good at this i mean literally i think we're so professional that well it's embarrassing almost shall, shall we be honest now there, there were actually a couple of bloopers weren't there Shh, don't say anything oh come on there were they were just too too inappropriate that they just they weren't airable basically were they (laughs) (laughs) okay so you you made an an, a kind of a bit of a um it was quite politically incorrect but not deliberately not deliberately politically incorrect but it's it could have been interpreted that way so we couldn't air that one and then what did what was mine oh again yeah really, <laughs> really really inappropriate for the time but yeah but not meant so no we'll just have to um let's just yeah. let's just continue with our story that we're too professional yeah oh, okay okay then and um, we'll see you next time yeah yeah bye okay. bye bye that'll do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll stick that on the end